and welcome to another episode of the FinTech Podcast. Today we sit down with Charles D. Carey, Managing Partner of CIG Capital, where he describes the company's 100% funding approach and why investment needs to modernise. Okay then, Charles. So just to introduce yourself to our readers, could you please provide an outline of your career and describe the formation of CIG Capital? No problem. SIG uh, Capital is a uh, 100% funding, project funding institution. We um, uh, provide funding for large infrastructure, real estate, and unique type projects. Uh, my background, uh, I, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Started in my early 20s and uh, got into business acceleration as part of my uh, career when it came to helping businesses. Start, I've always started from the beginning, but then I got into seeing how we can scale and help businesses. So that's where I got into the financial world, finance world and focused on how to help scale businesses, not just in the funding side, but with the support. And uh, that's my background. Well, I can see looking at your LinkedIn that you've had some significant leadership experience across many um, sectors. We've got finance, tech, healthcare. How would you say that that's all helped uh, shape your approach to being managing partner now at SIG Capital? Uh, what really goes back to is uh, some of my beliefs and the things I've learned in leadership training when I was younger. Uh, as you see behind me, I've gone through some different training when it comes to uh, actual what it takes to be an advanced leader. And to me, leadership is more than just a simple business class. So uh, those, all those sectors are sectors, they're products, they're services. Being a leader is the same across the board. And so yeah. I've kept that ethos and that belief in our uh, culture and who we are as people. And that's really what gives me the leg up because I believe in the same principles. I don't change them for no matter what the product or sector is. So the benefits are developing a consistent uh, belief system and becoming the best leader possible, no matter what sector you're in. And that belief system if it shows proven success, repeat, repeat, repeat. And in your own words, how would you say that SIG Capital is unique from its competitors in the space? Uh, great question. Uh, one major area is something I kind of alluded to is that we're 100% funding. We want to fund from the start to the finish. We want to take the whole capital stack under one roof. And more than that, we also want to solve problems when it comes to the organization as a whole. because Funding is only one element. So how do you de-risk your funding as a funder? Well, help the support side. We offer support services, which also creates new revenue streams for us, where we come in and help with the executive leadership. We help with the business consulting, go-to-market strategies, marketing systems. We bring all those additional value adds to our, our funding. So what we're doing is in twofold. We're making sure that the project's successful but we're also coming in and bringing in a uh, de-risk model for our money. So when we give you money, we make sure it's, it's gonna be as successful as possible versus giving you money and, and, and cross our fingers. So before we go more into the company, I'd like to um, address that you were accepted very recently into the Forbes Finance Council. In fact, I think it was last month. Um, what did that honor mean to you, Charles? And could you please describe for our readers what criteria the review committee uh, vetted you for? Yeah, it was definitely an honor. Um, Forbes is a great organization. 
what they stand for and the message they, they send. And we were excited to be part of it because we believe we can help a lot of the financial community. And when it comes to the way you approach funding, the way you approach clients. So we believe we have bring a lot to the table when it comes to it. So that was really exciting. Um, our approval process was, you know, really uh, a, a deep dive discovery about who we are as an organization, making sure that we were a good fit, uh, my background and our team, of course. And this might be a bit of a broad question, but do feel free to go into as much detail as you'd like. Um, what's your vision for the modernization of investment? Modernization investment. I think, you know, that's a, I like that because that question of what, where are we at today compared to the way we've always done things? Like, mm. you know, I, I think this whole process of, of this pandemic we've gone through and the things that we've experienced have taught us a lot. Technology is crucial, number one. Number two, we cannot lend based on only what's going on today. I think we have to look at it as big picture. We're always going to have these market hiccups or collapse or downtimes. So we have to look at it. How can we in the funding industry go in and still fund during these times? And that, I believe we have that ingredient and I think we've solved that. Um, do we believe that all the lending institutions have? No. I think because they're so specialized, so focused on just one industry, they're in a standstill. They can't, they can't fund. And so modernization is crucial. You need to change the way you approach when you fund. See, it's easy for me to say, because I'm not a finance guy. People say, oh yeah, you are. No, I'm not. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm a leadership guy. I love to teach and, and give a message that will solve problems. So when I got into finance, I realized that's just one tool. It's an important tool, but I don't need to be the expert in finance more than I need to be an expert. What's the money going to do and how is it going to come back to us in a return, right? That's the most important part. So de-risking your money, going through the underwriting and risk analysis process is important, but what's even more important is understanding what you can take that money and make sure it gets a return. And, and it's like taking the vehicle that you're putting the money into, right? What's the vehicle? It's the company or the business that's receiving it. What are you gonna to do to help that vehicle be as successful as possible? That's an approach that everyone could take. Every financial company could go in and say, how can I help this business be successful? Versus saying, I know money's helping you. We pray and hope that you do everything else right. That's mm -hmm. different. We come in and say, let's partner with you. Let us help you when we give you this money. And then we can help make this successful. Because with us, you're like this. Without us, you're here when it comes to the chance of success. So why not be with us and have a better chance of success? And that's the way I believe we need to modernize the way we approach funding. And one more thing I want to add is utilizing technology at its fullest. Technology meaning you can go in and learn a lot about somebody because of the tools we have today when it comes to automation, systems, giving us the ability to streamline information. Instead of taking six months to underrated file or a deal, why are we using technology to go in and take that data and automate the results? You know, and we did that for Live Fintech. It's an underwriting software where we put in our 
our scoring model and gives an ENSYS score, just like the, the, the credit card companies or, or, or the social security, I mean, or, or the, uh, when it comes to your actual consumer type funding, they go in, they get their instant results. You got to prove for your credit card. Why are we doing that in the business world? So when I, what I mean by that is we can do that on the risk analysis. We can do that on the underwriting and we can speed up the time it takes to get the business money. Now I know some have done that, but we're still stuck in the old ways, majority of the businesses. So I think that is crucial for a change that more of these smaller businesses and even large project finance companies need to start changing the way they do things. Cause if not, they'll be left behind. Mm. And following on from that, what's the kind of key technological change that you've witnessed in all the uh, years you've been in this field? Um, you know, what I've seen is, is some of the things I mentioned, some of the businesses are getting it. Uh, they're starting to use those processes when it comes to data analytics that are based on uh, automation. I think automation is a, a, a word probably overused, but it's crucial because I think it's uh, giving us the ability to do so much more in such a shorter time. So some of the technologies I would say uh, would give us what I meant when I said earlier is taking so much old data and put it in a, literally a fingertip where you click the mouse, you have everything right at your fingertips. So as I mentioned before, I think that would be uh, the, 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 what I've seen starting to change, right? Is a majority no, but that is a definite change in the FinTech world. The space you're operating in, it requires dedication, expertise, and a lot of creative thinking. So how is the workplace culture at Seed Capital configured to capitalize on those traits? One thing I've learned is open door mentality. Culture needs to have ideas always fluid. We cannot sit here stagnant. We cannot sit here in a box. Now, structure is important. Having some type of path to stay on is good and really important. But being open to change, having what we have in our cultures, three parts of our culture, we call them hunger, humility, zeal. And if I'm not hungry enough to be the best, I'm not going to change. If I don't have the humility to say, maybe my idea is not as good as the next colleague of mine or the next staff member, that's crucial. You need to be willing to have that mindset that you're not perfect. You're only can make it better, right? We're achieving every step to get better what we do. So what I like to say is that culture is crucial to allow others to have freedom, freedom to uh, give ideas, freedom to uh, come in and step up to the plate and say, you know what, what if we did it this way? And how can we change the way we do things? If you're not open to that, then guess what? You're going to be stagnant. And when you're stagnant, you're not growing, and then you end up dying. And that's what happens in a lot of businesses. I believe we have that competitive advantage. Well, that might have answered my next question, which was going to be asking, how Seed Capital manages to fund such demanding projects that can't generally be serviced by traditional banks. Uh, would, do you have anything else to add to that? Well, that's a great question. Uh, this is what gets me excited because see, we are able to get out of that box. You know, when you're in a box and you're stuck in the way you've always done things, you can't go in and solve problems, right? And don't get me wrong, what we don't have in our funding models, we don't have other people's money 
coming into our management side. We're not asset managers. We're not a depository bank. Our money is structured finance where we create the money in a short period of time. So our access to capital is in a unique way where most can't have what we have, right? So, you know, we're able to go in and get our, take our model and make those changes where others are saying, this is the only way we do it. We cannot fund your project because my box says this is all I can do. Because the regulatory bodies say, hey, you're, you're, you're gambling other people's money. We're not in that position. We're not gambling. We're funding a project 100% where they may put up collateral towards the project, but they're not handing us funds or money to go in and make money on their money. That's not what we do. So we have a, a great competitive advantage where we can solve problems and we've created these projects, pro products that most don't have. So to answer your question even more thoroughly, we're in a position now where we can fund at large amounts where other banks, since they're using people's money that they're stuck with, that they are highly restricted on, have to syndicate on. We don't, we can fund a $5 billion project alone as sole signatory on that loan. That's remarkable. Most institutions can't do that. Because of our position and what we've created as a structure, we have that access. See, that's what separates from those that wanna do it the old way versus doing it the new way, or like you said, modernizing your system. A lot of companies I've spoken to before have said that specialization is the way forward, but looking at your company's portfolio, it doesn't seem that that's the case. I mean, you've got fingers in infrastructure, real estate, fintech, oil and gas, software, it goes on. So I'd like to ask you, Charles, why SIG Capital prefers to maintain that diversity? Well, I hope there's a saying I've had for a while and, and I teach this in business, I teach this in finance, diversify your portfolio. What does that mean? Um, yeah, we have a sound structure when it comes in 100% finance to support services, but do it where you're not in one sector, where you have multiple sectors that you can come in because to us, a product's a product, right? It, so what I mean by that is we are serial entrepreneurs. I've had over 20 companies and I've experienced many products, right? So those products, to me are just that, you learn the product, you bring the best in there to lead that product, that's the support services, and then you create a go-to-market strategy, and that's what you focus on. The money will work the same. It's just like saying our vehicle that we put the money in is either a Lamborghini or a McLaren. They're both really fast. They're both able to get to the finish line. Let's go ahead and decide which one is the best fit for us. And that goes back to relationships. That goes back to, are they willing to allow us to support them? Are they willing to uh, give us uh, that green light, per se, <laughs> to race and to be able to go in and have our money work and be next to them and help them? Because we're going to bring the best people in to support them. That's what we do. It's a different approach in finance because we can bring the best people in energy and our background of being serial entrepreneurs, we're different right? We have that ability. I'm glad that you mentioned there that um, you're really into supporting companies because that really feeds into your 100% funding initiative. Like it's not just, not just about the money, it's about the knowledge you're passing on as well. 
Um, how do you assemble your teams and how do you ensure that the expertise you're giving to these projects um, comes from the top? Well, you know, it goes back to um, surrounding yourself with really great people. Uh, I always say I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room because it's important to have the best people around you. And so for us, when we are funding a project, we actually look at some other elements that others don't look at. We're looking at, since we're investing into the individual, the client, or the project itself, we want to know they have the best people. If they don't, this is part of the underwriting process. If they don't, then we want to come in and help offer that. So when we offer funding, we're also offering the ability to have these type of uh, mentor programs. Like for instance, uh, we could come in and say, you have three great executives, but you're lacking these two areas to be successful. Are you open to receiving these type of uh, support, right? So that gives us the ability to come in and give that support. So that's where the model was created when it came to the support services. We want to give them all the support we can. So it's important to have those ingredients in play. So again, going back to what I said earlier, if you're going to help a business be successful, you need to think of how can I invest in them? How can I make this project successful? And then, then you fund them, of course, as part of that. And then you go and give them support service. And then you give them the, the go-to-market strategies. If there's is maybe a little weaker, we can help them expand that. And that is what separates us from everybody else. I'd like to now explore kind of what makes SIG Capital tick. Now, no uh, company is an island, and it's often who we work with that uh, really helps define whether we're successful or if it's a failure. Um, so I'd like to know what you consider to be the hallmarks of a good collaborator and how SIG Capital has been developing its partner ecosystems. Over time, I, I do believe it's over successes, but more than that, it's over the failures. So when you work as a serial entrepreneur, you know, like a venture capitalist, you're going to have a percentage that's a successful that it failed. I believe developing what we have today has, has been through those experiences of failures. I like to focus on the failure side because all that motivator to do something better next time. And I'm not saying just our businesses, I'm saying other businesses that you've helped and they weren't willing to take that advice and you see how they failed. For example, when I got into this industry, the finance industry, one of the companies I was consulting, I, I remember that they had this chaotic uh, system. They had this, they had so many, they had three different CRM systems. They were under one silo. They weren't communicating their one, also the wholesale sales was not, were, not, were not communicating the retail sales and they were funding in the billions. I knew they were gonna fail if they didn't revamp and adopt a organizational clarity system where there's one silo so everyone could communicate when it came to fluidity and the ecosystem like you mentioned. So that example to me is I asked them, guys, you need to change this. But you know what they're afraid of? Change. And guess what happened two years later? They went out of business. And so those failures motivate me. And it tells me, wow, if they would have took that advice, maybe, I'm not saying they're for sure been successful, maybe their growth and the risk, what they were dealing with would have matched up because they were growing so fast. They were one of the first in the industry that in that in that financial industry. So I would say experiences are the number one thing that has got us to where we're at today. 2020 has been a pretty challenging year for everyone and it's posed multiple logistical challenges, operational challenges, um, technological issues. 
But uh, I'd like to know that for, well, I guess we can uh, kind of project this onto SIG Capital, but also you yourself. What's the greatest challenge that's been overcome? For us is that because we haven't been around 100 years or 50 years, I'm like the big guys in Wall Street. I think that's one of the biggest challenges for us is that we are a new player in the block. We are, you know, a little disruptive of how we're doing things. We're a little too good to be true sometimes. Like, okay, your funding is 100%. No funder does that. They always diversify their risk. Our challenge isn't really environment, you know, when it comes to the COVID. Actually, it's actually brought more business where others shut their doors, we open ours. Because we look at the future, not just today, what's going on. We're actually realistic. We know business is gonna come back. We know if we fund today that we're holding our, our paper for 30 years, 15 years. <laughs> we will, we will, it's like you're, you can fund a hotel today and you think, well, don't fund a hotel today. No, three years, you think we're gonna be back? Yes, of course, we're resilient, resilient. We are a, a society and we'll stop, we'll continue to press through when we have tribulation and issues. So the thinking like that is hilarious to me. So for us, I would say the, the, the problems we face is that we are disruptor. We are facing that we are a younger uh, group in this, in this financial uh, man that the whales of groups that are strong and we come in and they look at us as a, who the heck are you trying to get this model in this industry? That's what I've seen. Um, I, I hear this terminology, big boy. I kind of laugh at it and no offense to those that love to say that, but to me, it's about relationships and I have relationships with some of the most wealthy people in the world. And it doesn't matter to me that I have them at the same time relationship with my painter and I'll talk the same amount of time and treat them all with mutual respect because we all put our pants on the same way. Right? So I think that is our challenge because we're the new guy. Um, we haven't been around for 50 years and that's what we face as a challenge, but that's fine with us because we take it one step at a time. We're not looking, to uh, dominate or take over everyone else's business model. And what about you yourself, Charles? What, uh, what particular challenges have you met this year? Uh, my challenges, uh, hmm. Ooh, you had to hit me with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's many. Uh, uh, my challenge would be, oh, we created a new product. Mm. And I wasn't happy with the product, to be frank with you. So when you do make changes, Sometimes you make the wrong change. And we created a product where we wanted to assist uh, projects more. And I think we went on a limb on doing that as especially COVID hit, we're looking at third parties to come and assist. It's out of our control. That was a learning curve. And that what I would say was not the best decision. We wanna help people, but you have to draw the line to say, you know what, we can't help you. Because unless you're willing to help yourself enough to get there, then you're gonna be dependent on us. We can't be the CEO of your business. We can't run and own your business. We can support your business. We can help your business get to the next level. So that is one of the areas I feel I made a bad decision on uh, this year, but uh, do see some success in it still, but don't think it was the best product to launch <laughs> in the timing during this pandemic. But uh, other than that, do feel very confident on everything else we've done. We've created some of the remarkable products in the last 12 months that I, I'm excited that we've done and we've solved a lot of problems by doing it. Are there any of those that you want to mention now? Any ones you're really particularly proud of? Oh yeah, it's, it was really <laughs> excited. A 
about our offtake model. So what we've done is we've taken the risk of a typical project finance where it looks at future cash flow and we're hedging futures on it. What I mean by that is we're going after the future capital revenue and partnering with the group that we're developing this with, bringing all the capital in and use it during the actual uh, development stages so it's available so we can lever and create more and, and more, more of the scale side, create more of those businesses, those factories, with its energy, real estate, whatever, it, we're able to go in and now use those future rev and scale faster, which that before was based on just that silo project. Now we can do five of those projects off one scale, right? Off one future rev. And that is something remarkable because you can build five factories. That means creating more jobs. That means scaling faster. That means time money, right? You bring your money in today, which is more value than waiting for 30 years. That gives the ability to create more economy and helps that business be more successful. Now, SIG Capital is obviously a company that's got its sights set firmly on the future. And I can tell you, you're exactly the man to ask this next question for. Do you have a vision, first of all, for what the company will achieve in 2021 and also for how the industry might change in 2021? Well, the vision is to, uh, similar to the things that we've talked about, is to go into the marketplace creating, we have right now we're in the plans of developing seven different locations, uh, live, work, play buildings where in the United States um, and also some of our brands that we're launching are all, are solely own brands in-house uh, that are hospitality and um, the live work play model where we go and create these buildings that are meant for the workplace the where you can live do it play you can actually enjoy life you have everything at your fingertips and during this COVID thing actually it's like a good model behind that because you're focused on your community within and and it's giving you the ability no matter what the elements outside are you can enjoy life, you have a park inside, you have uh, vertical gardens. Those are things that part of that vision. And doing that, we're scaling our broker network. We're, we've hired, a, we have over 300 brokers that we've signed up. Now we want to take that into the thousands. We haven't really had a market. They just come to us, referral base, most of the time. Um, and we're, we're about to launch that market over the next three to five years. So we have these locations and some outside locations internationally too, because our, I'm part of a large organization that's based in Switzerland, and we actually have offices around the world, but SIG Capital wants to add its offices and start doing more when it comes to international funding. So, uh, so we have a lot we have planned for 2021. We want to break ground for our, our corporate offices here in Orlando and Michigan. And uh, so that's one of them. Another thing that we want to do is we want to go out and take our product that we have now and scale it uh, because the product is remarkable. It's a problem solver. It's a game changer. Uh, it's amazing the, the uh, ability to fund the way we're doing it and putting money to work. So that's exciting. So I'd like to ask, is there a particular message theme or even a piece of advice that you'd like to emphasize here? You know, the message in the fintech and the financial world is that it's more than money. We, we, we need to think differently. We need to understand money is a tool and how we use that tool for our clients and the projects that we're investing in. 
it's crucial to understand it's more than money. It's more to do the lives involved, the human capital, the actual project itself. What does it do to our economy? I think that would be my message, my number one message. If we could think that way, because in the finance world, we think of risk. We think of how many basis points am I going to make? What's my percentage? See, if we could get away from some of that, I mean, that's important to stay in business and keep the doors open. But if we could come over here and say, could we create more here? Can we create more opportunity for the client? Could we give the client a better chance of success? That I believe it needs a change. That would be the message for any financial company, no matter what sector they're in, what kind of finance they're in, if they could think that way, that would give them, I believe, a game changer for their own business. So that would be my message to anyone that wants to take their financial company and do something great with it and having that mindset. And as one final question, was there anything we haven't already mentioned, Charles, that you'd like to discuss here? No. <laughs> <laughs> feel like we've uh, managed to cover all the bases there, all right? Yeah, those are great questions. So, yeah, we covered a lot. I mean, uh, I, I do believe that uh, everything you've asked was great, and there's nothing else to add to it. I think this has been a great conversation, and I appreciate your questions and uh, bringing us on. Now, it's been an absolute pleasure for me. Um, thank you so much for joining me on the call today, Charles. It's been a total pleasure. Thanks once again. Yeah, pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Bye-bye.